Hey everyone, I'm Erin Flynn, and this is Too Many Clothes and Nothing to Wear. I'm going to try something new we haven't done yet. Typically, we would have a guest on, and I'd spend around 30 minutes or so interviewing them, but I wanted to do something different. So today, it's just me. I'm sure like yourself, I've been thinking maybe too much, most definitely too much during this time. I teeter back and forth from, I'm just going to let go and be still and experience that sense of calm to full on, how do I take control of every single thing in my life? When I'm at my best, it looks like sitting, enjoying the sun and being so grateful for what I do have. I've spent a good chunk of my career now helping others turn their current unhealthy more is more relationship with their clothes into something that is grounded in less but better, becoming more intentional and ultimately something that leads us to being more grateful for what we do have. So I want to talk about this concept of a closet clean out. I'm going to also get into two other main concepts that I just can't shake during this time, how to change our behavior. And this idea of essentialism. A closet clean out is about removing the things you don't love so you can make space for the things you do. It's the gateway to creating a closet that feels like you. If you don't know really what you love, and I think this is the biggest misconception, which is that no matter what you buy or how much you shop, You'll never truly be satisfied with your closet unless you know what you like. So finally facing your messy closet and sorting through all those pieces you've collected over the years, you'll actually learn what you love and wear, which is truly what makes up your personal style. We all think that your personal style is this thing that is perfectly buttoned up or you have to somehow acquire it, but it's really just the elements that make up what you wear and love. That is your personal style. What's great about this whole process is knowing what you don't love. Those things hanging in your closet that maybe you bought but you never touch or ignore every single time you open your closet door. Knowing what those pieces are makes all the difference when creating a habit change. And this is the first concept I kind of want to tackle today, which is How do you actually change your habits? There's four phases of habit change. The first is unconsciously incompetent. This is when you're unaware and without skill. This person is unaware that there's a better way or they don't even realize they have an overflowing closet. The second phase is consciously incompetent. This is when you're aware and without skill. This is when you finally decide to make that change and maybe you plan on doing your closet clean out, but you're not entirely sure you can do it on your own. And then the third phase, consciously competent. This person has the ability, but they have to stay focused on it, using a lot of brain power to be able to actually achieve it. And you need gentle reminders or triggers to cue your conscious mind. And also you need to reward yourself in order to build that muscle and mental memory. 
And this is definitely the phase that it's easiest to slip back into your old ways. And then there's the fourth. And this is the one we actually all want to be at, which is when you're unconsciously competent. You're unaware and skilled. This is when the new behavior becomes second nature. It becomes muscle memory that you do regular closet cleanouts and you've ultimately changed your behavior. So now that we kind of understand these different levels, why now? I can hear you say, aren't there more important things we should be worrying about? Here's the thing. There are a couple of reasons why we can't ignore our closets and ultimately our clean out. First, it's such an easy win for us practically. It's not hard. It may feel mentally taxing, but it's not physically hard. Labor is hard. Cleaning out your closet is not. Second, it's also incredibly valuable for us emotionally to take something like our closets, which for most of us are in complete chaos, but instead of the worldly chaos we're all experiencing right now, we have control over this problem and can restore a little bit of order and end up with something quite beautiful, both in the way it looks, but also in recognizing a little more of who you are and who you want to be when we all emerge from this time. Last but not least, this process of a closet cleanout not only changes the makeup of your closets, but it makes us conscious. It moves us into that second part of that habit change, and we become aware of how much we overconsume. The stat is that we're throwing away 80 pounds of clothes a year as a society. 87% of those end up in landfills or incinerated, typically in third world countries. We've got to pause and think about the ramifications of that. And when we do, this process is not only good for us, but it's good for the people on the other side of the world. I've personally been through this. I had bought into this idea that the more I shopped, the more stylish or into fashion I would become. So it was surprising to me when I would wake up every morning and say the same thing. I have too many clothes and nothing to wear, which was ridiculous because I had over 450 items in my closet. When I first did a closet clean out and began to learn about the capsule wardrobe approach, I became crystal clear about the things I love and could start saying no to the things I don't. I think one of the stories that stands out in my mind is the first time I went shopping with my mom after this. Shopping was something we would do when we were bored or on the weekend when nothing else was going on, we'd end up somehow at the stores. And so when I went out and didn't have to just buy to buy, it was a game changer. That first time, I remember coming home from the store without purchasing a single thing and feeling like I'd accomplished something miraculous. (laughs) I was a different person. We've been doing this at Cladwell now for a long time, and I've seen this experience change thousands of women and men. People come in thinking they are going to fix their closet and get dressed easier. They leave with this entirely new perspective that bleeds over into other aspects of their life. The steps I've taken, the steps they've taken, you can take, and they are mind-blowing simple. We've also created an entire closet cleanout guide for you that really breaks down into three main steps. It's letting go of clutter, loving and wearing everything you own, and shopping intentionally. You should do this. You can do this. The hardest part 
is in the starting, the getting over that mental barrier in your mind of being overwhelmed and facing the mess. If you can do that, it's half the battle. The rest is truly not that difficult. In fact, I'd go as far to say it's not difficult at all. We're all looking for relief. And there is so much relief when we just let go. And that's what cleaning your closet is doing. It's the practice of letting go. We get so hung up on the little things, like holding on to those jeans that once fit but don't fit right now, or that gift that someone gave us so we should hold on to it. But what if you just let go and say, I'm not that size right now, and that's okay because I'm valuable at this size, then hide those jeans away so you're not faced with some sort of unmet expectation. Or store away that gift that haunts you because you know you'll never wear it. You can be grateful for it and still remove it. That's possible. Your life will look different once you've done a closet clean out. Your life will look like you. Right now, there's obviously a lot of talk around what's essential and what is not. And it's had me thinking about how interconnected our closets and our lives really are. This idea of essentialism is that if you don't make a choice, someone else will make that choice for you. If you just sit with that for a minute, that's what we've let happen with our closets. We've let the sales and all the marketing and all the retail therapy fill our spaces and overwhelm us without ever pausing and asking if this is really what we want. We just go with the flow rather than make a choice. And it's so funny because I've been saying a lot to my two-year-old, quote, make a good choice. Normally when he's about to do something that is definitely going to injure himself on the regular. But as adults, we should pause and just remind ourselves to make a good choice. When we've gotten to a point where we stare every morning into our closets paralyzed by a decision, when you think about it, it's crazy that we can't dress ourselves anymore. When this is something we used to do easily when we were 8, 9, 10. So what is that? This process allows us to experience a sense of freedom. It's relearning things we once knew. That less is so much more. That being ourselves is good. That becoming conscious of our shopping habits helps us live more intentional, wholehearted lives. And that this process is about the ever-evolving versions of ourselves and that it's okay to evolve as we go. So final thoughts for today. You can continue to shop, bring home clothes with high ambitions, then later realize those clothes are just meh, only to watch your closet in another month or so and say the exact same thing I started saying which is I have too many clothes and nothing to wear. Or you can make a good choice and risk an hour of your life to make a giant leap for changing it all together. It's that simple. If this is the first episode you're listening to, I highly recommend you go back and start from the beginning. So much of what we're talking about now hinges on a true understanding of the problem, which is the focus of episodes one through five. 